The Lollygaggers podcast devoutly believes in the power of change and also the power of positive thinking. And who can forget the power of love? You'll be glad, baby, when you found that it's the power of love makes the world go round. Insert transition here. Today's challenge focuses on anime, Mob Psycho 100, and the greatest high school volleyball drama of all time, Haiku. Welcome to episode number 62 of the Lollygaggers podcast, a show about all sorts of different things, from comics to games, movies to TV. I am one of your hosts, Jeff. I'm the other one, Justin, man. How's it going? It's going all right, man. I think we should tell them how the show is is we're tweaking it again changes 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 so every so often we've done this so we started the podcast episode one with all these different things and we were all over the place we basically covered a little bit of everything and we've we've streamlined i'm not sure that's the best word but we've just sort of focused and every now and then uh we like to take a look at the podcast and see whether there's something that we could change or there's a different way we can we can kind of get it working. So starting with this episode, with episode 62, we have decided that we're going to focus exclusively on the gentleman's challenges because that's something that we've enjoyed doing. Uh, we like driving the other crazy and uh, we like getting recommendations from other people. And so you might have heard about this a little bit at the end of episode 61 where we talked about how we're going to start doing a little bit more randomization and then trying to go a little bit deeper uh, not necessarily doing all the the long kind of ramp up. We still might chit chat the very beginning of episodes every now and then about what we're doing, but not with any great depth. So pretty much, at least for now, going forward, uh, we're going to focus on that. And so the episodes are hopefully going to get a little bit more uh, more manageable in terms of time. Sometimes Justin and I tend to talk a little longer than we probably should about certain subjects, and that makes our our episodes balloon to like an hour and a half, and we don't want that. We want to keep these things an hour more digestible. Shorter. Exactly, more digestible. So we're starting. Uh, we're starting with this round now. The other cool thing about the gentleman's challenge that we decided to do is that we put together this this list of topics, um, and these topics range from a lot of different things. They range from like your generic genres like horror or romance to a little bit more specific things like an actor's name, right? So I think I threw John Candy on that list. And then there's other, you know, there's other stuff that's a little bit more specific. And then what we've done, we've also created a list of the eras that we're willing to cover. And so for us, that's starting with the 70s and moving forward. And so every era, so the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the aughts, and then the 2010s, uh, what we're going to do is we spin a wheel at the end of each episode. And it's not really a wheel, but that's what I'm calling it. And we get two two results we get the the era okay so like the 80s and then we get a specific topic from our 100 plus list of topics so hypothetically speaking you know it could be horror movies and so if we get the 80s and horror movies and justin and i know that we have to challenge each other with a horror with something about horror from the 1980s now it doesn't have to be movies it doesn't have to be tv we are we are still reserving the right to go outside of those things but more often than not you're going to have us you're going to hear us do things that are related to television or probably related to movies. It's a little bit more flexible that way. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyway, when we end of, end of episode 61, we we spun the wheel. And the first thing that we came up with uh, was anime. Uh, so, anime from the 2010. So, this what this means is that Justin and I had to challenge each other between last episode and this episode with an anime that was released, created and released from anywhere between 2010 and today. So, Justin, uh, are we ready to start the first gentleman's challenge? I'm pretty excited about this new thing because I think we we also talked about kind of like opening up the curtain a little bit on the certain things we talked about too, getting a little bit of facts in about what we're what we're doing. So, I'm excited about this little change. So, I'm ready and raring to go. I too was excited, and then you gave me the first. Uh, oh, was okay, <laughs> and it's. It's all over. But anyway, let's go ahead and get started. All right. So as we get going, as always, with all of our gentlemen's challenges, everything we do here is spoiler heavy. So if there's something you don't want to hear about when it comes to these topics, definitely don't listen to this. Wait and, and do it yourself and then come back and listen to our episode and hear us hear us talk nonsense. Uh, so, Justin, who would like to go first? The, the, the inaugural new way of doing gentlemen's challenge. Who, who's going first? I want to save the happiness for last, okay. so I'll go first. Um, Wait, and uh, I think yeah, so I, it's yeah, opposite. I, yeah. So uh, I uh, was challenged 
with Psychomob 100. I've never heard of this before. Isn't it the other um, way around? Isn't Mob Psycho 100? I think it's Psychomob 100. Okay. Or, uh, are we yeah, already, already stumbling it's, out of the gate? Psychomob 100 is good. Is it Psycho? Uh, yeah. Uh, you actually were went through the the weeb uh, uh, gauntlet to try and find me this. You yeah, we have a couple of weeb friends. Yeah, yeah. Insulted uh, Long Lee and Josh and tried to figure out what would be a great fit for me, and you came and down Ashley. with Psycho My 100. And Ashley, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the, the bet, Ashley. Um, <laughs> so uh, basically, a few facts about the show. So the creator of the show is a guy by the name of One. All right, so One created a show a while back called One Punch Man. And uh, I love One Punch Man. It's one of my favorite animes. I never thought I'd like it because I thought the concept was ridiculous and stupid and maybe boring but i love the idea of a guy who's just this regular schmo and uh can't control how strong he is and i I love i love the show and it's really funny and hilarious so one is also known as isamu isamu sukuru and uh basically he started a web series known as one punch man uh like i think it was 2012 and that webcomic then got adapted to a digital manga you know so like they had the you know the 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 comic version, and they also had the um the the TV version. It got adapted to the digital manga. So what happened was he became so freaking popular, and people loved him that they kind of like flooded his website. Basically, his website has like a hundred thousand hits a day. He's one of the most popular websites on the internet. And there's 70 million total visits since 2015, all based off of his webcomic that was so popular, and then it actually became a TV show, and that led to Mob Psycho. So, maybe Mob, basically Mob Psycho is uh, kind of similar to it, an unassuming person, same kind of art direction and same kind of like uh, comedic feel, but it's it, so it's got kind of a similar feel and. Uh, it's it's created by the same guy, so I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, there's also been a spinoff from Mob Psycho, um, uh, and it's like in development, and they're kind of working on it right now. And it's uh, based off of his buddy uh, Reagan, who's kind of like his, I guess, employer in the psychic world. And mentor, uh, I'll get right? that. So, yeah, yeah, his mentor, yeah. Quote unquote, yeah. Basically, the story is uh, Shigeo Kageyama is an average middle school boy, and uh, they call him Mob. Because mob refers to the word mabu, which means background character, unnoticeable. He's just this kid that nobody even notices. He's got your average bowl cut, blank face, and average, like, I guess, school outfit. And he just is nothing special by, you know, by just the, the blind, you know, I guess the blind eye or the whatever it's called, by the unassuming eye. And he works for Reagan. Reagan's this guy who basically runs a psychic uh, hotline who kind of like does calls for people who are having issues with espers or or types of, uh, um, I guess, like spirits that are haunting certain areas. And so it starts off with the first episode of this boyfriend and girlfriend come and say that their areas, there's an area being haunted by a ghost and, you know, comedy ensues and... Uh, he goes to try and investigate it. It's just a simple little ghost, and he can't deal with it because he's kind of a fraud. He's he's kind of a conman. So he calls in Mob to come in to help him, and Mob comes in and you know basically eradicates the ghost. And uh, with the first episode, you kind of introduced who Mob is, who Reagan is, the kind of their relationship, and then later on in the episode, they are told about a haunted tunnel that is uh, haunted with a biker gang. And so they go to the biker gang tunnel, they find them, they're being uh, attacked, and Mob kind of very easily disperses them, even though he seems kind of like a nobody. And then the the, the uh, biker gang says, yeah, we're only here because we were trapped here. We didn't want to be here. Someone kind of, there's a, a bigger spirit down the tunnel that kind of rules this area, and we want to leave, and we don't want to haunt people, but we're stuck here. And also the reason why they died in the tunnel is they tripped on a banana peel. So that's the type of fun that this uh, this show has. So Mob goes down the uh, tunnel to face the the Esper and or the the spirit because he's an Esper, and they're like, "You shouldn't go down there. You're too powerful." And Mob easily you know vanquishes. 
So he then sets those spirits free. So it's kind of like he's going around kind of like setting people free so they can kind of go and be rested. Um, I only watched three episodes because it costs like nine bucks each, but all three episodes were good. Uh, second episode. You know, they're, I, I mentioned this to you. They're on Crunchyroll. Just go Crunchyroll. You have to sit through like an episode, like a, an advertisement or two, but they're all free up on Crunchyroll. Well, now I know. And I'll I to told that you one. that last week. I'm, I'm a big dumb idiot. Anyways, uh, episode two, um, there's this whole club thing. So Mob wants to uh, kind of become known because it's a girl at school. He thinks it's really cute. And she wants him to notice him, but he's just so unnoticeable. So he thinks maybe if he joins a club, he can be part of a group that kind of will, you know, welcome him in. And he can, you know, become more popular and people will notice him. So the telepathy club contacts him and says, we'd like you to join us. Um, And he talks to Reagan about it. And Reagan's like, no, I don't want to join a club. Clubs are for losers. You want to do work with me because I'll make money and blah, blah, blah. So he's, he's kind of just conning. Him. He doesn't want anyone to take Mob's time away because any, the time that Mob spends with Reagan, he basically gets to make money off of him and stuff like that. So he works with this telepathy club and uh, he kind of want to work with them, but Reagan uh, kind of pushes him away from the idea. Reagan then takes him to a, bas- a basketball game where this girl's basketball team is being haunted by uh, a spirit. He dresses up as a girl to get into the girl's school, and then he battles the spirit and, and vanquishes it. Because there's always kind of like an episode where it, there's, there's kind of a format to it where it's like you, you, you're getting to know him as a character, you're understanding his anxieties and what he's going through, but then he's also got to have a cool fight. So there's always a one, at least one cool fight per, per uh, episode. Comes back and he says, you know what, I do want to be noticed. I'm going to join a club. So he joins the body uh what is it called the body improvement club instead because he feels like if he gets all strong and buff then the girl will notice him and so everyone's upset from the club uh third episode mob's invited to go to like this cult thing where there's this cult of smiles and there's this guy named dimples who like runs this cult and gets everybody to smile despite them wanting to or their whatever hypocrisy of whatever's going on so he quickly notices that dimples is a spirit himself and he's a very powerful one and he force he feeds off of those who uh are in his cult and by forcing them to smile but and he always wants to make he tries to make uh mob smile himself but mobs is kind of like blank face and doesn't want anything to do with it so uh he fights against him and and he uh throughout the first two episodes in this episode there's a lot of time where you kind of see this meter growing so you're you're wondering what uh, mob cycle 100 is and so basically he has like an anxiety meter or like a, uh, uh, I guess you could say an oh shit meter uh, where if he gets pushed beyond a level where his, he can take it anymore. So I, I guess the best way to describe it would be like anxiety meter. He kind of blows his top. And so at the point of this fight, Dimples kind of pushes him over the edge and you see his true power where he's just this mega esper powerful guy. And, uh, he just annihilates dimples to a point where it's just this little tiny spirit. And I guess he follows him around for the rest of the show. And uh, he's just this little uh, cute spirit that helps him out with stuff. So that's Mob Psycho Orange. So what do I think of it? I loved it. Um, I thought the animation, the animation is unbelievable. Uh, they do a lot of different stuff. Like, within, like, the normal storytelling, it's kind of simplistic and stuff, but when they do, like, the fights and stuff, it's super psychedelic and super colorful and crazy. It's very much like One Punch Man. quite literally the reason I picked this one. Like, I had had narrowed it to, like, three different ones from what our friends gave us, and I I decided just, I was watching some clips of it, and I I did, like, without any sound or without any dialogue, and I was just watching some of those weird, like you said, psychedelic moments where like there's these like even the title even the title sequence like for the for the credits in the very beginning it's like what the hell is happening uh so yeah that's why i picked it i'm like this looks amazing this is this is this looks fun and so i gave it to you thinking that you too would give me something fun um but we'll get to that later anyway keep going so like what's cool about the animation there's lots of like neon colors because there's you know he's an esper and has those spirits and stuff and just this really outlandish super weird almost like um uh who's the guy that like did peyote in the desert with the hat and glasses and a cigarette you know what i'm talking about 
what's his name? A hat, glasses, and cigarette. What? Yeah, from like the eighties or whatever. Anyways, it's it's like you did a whole bunch of mushrooms before you wash this, and it's great. The animation is just phenomenal. And like, what I also like about it, they don't oversexualize their characters. All the everyone's kind of ugly and weird looking, um, which is great. Uh, there's a joke in the first episode about an ugly girlfriend, but like, there's nobody in the show that's like, oh my god, they're just like these weird looking characters. And I thought the animation overall is great, and it, it really does harken to like One Punch Man because like you look at One Punch Man, he seems unassuming and like a nobody, but then when the action starts, he's nuts. And so like, I love this type of like comedically overpowered, and also it's, it's a bit of like a it's a bit of a play on the whole superhero thing where it's like, you know, it's not about the fighting. The fighting's cool. It's about this this kid who just wants to be noticed and wants people to kind of like, you know, know who he is. It's not, you know, and he's getting, he's unfor- unfortunately, he's also being kind of used by this guy, Reagan, who's kind of a douche. But in the end, he's just a kid. He's a middle schooler who who just wants, you know, a girl to think he's, you know, not, not even think it's good just to say hi, how's it going, and, and it's, it's it's a kind of a sweet little story, but behind it all, uh, he can annihilate spirits from another realm. So uh, that's Mobsack 100. I liked it a lot, and uh, so yeah, yeah, I also liked it better than the one that you gave me. Uh, I've I have I've only watched. I think I've watched actually more than you at this point. I think I'm maybe half. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up with it. It's really really good. Crunchyroll so. man, it's free. You just gotta sit through that the ads. But that's just like doing Hulu with ads or something like that, which I you know whatever. And so it's really not so bad. Uh, all right then, are you ready for your quiz? I got five wonderful. I'm gonna questions. try my best. I'm gonna try my okay. best. All right. So I cut while you were talking. I cut out some of the questions that were referencing other stuff in the series, and I've tried to focus a little bit on the ones in the very beginning. Uh, okay, so what are the three courses of exorcism that Reagan offers his clients? Oh, I have no idea. I love Reagan, by the way. One. I have character. no idea. He's a great character, he's but he's also he's also kind of a douche to mob. That's the yeah. only thing because he's using him. Yeah. But yeah, it's a complicated character. He's kind of like um, Saul from Better Call Saul, I guess. Yeah, that's actually a good. That's yeah. a, actually that's a good comparison. Yeah. All right. So what do you got? Three courses. I got. I got nothing. I can't remember that. At There's all. trial exorcism, serious exorcism, and all-out exorcism. One of the things I really like about the show <laughs> when Reagan is on is that sometimes when he's talking to clients, like the, <laughs> the actual show will just like randomly turn into like a commercial for his business. Like he's doing like a, like he's basically like a lawyer. Like if you think about like the really cheesy lawyer commercials that are on television, that's basically what Reagan is. He's that kind of guy. He's that kind of, that kind of, you know, just, just bad, you know, bad, salesman snake oil salesman i think he's actually called yeah this. and he, he kind of thinks he's a badass so like during the first fight he like he does like his special move is salt punch where he just holds a a handful of salt and punches a, a ghost and like it does nothing like ah, i kind of hurt what was that so it's just like it's funny how he thinks he's doing something to help kind of right. like he's got somewhat good intentions but he's also like you said like a snake oil salesman so with that in mind uh what are Reagan's special attacks. You mentioned one. He's got quite a few, actually. There's more. There's the salt, salt, uh, punch. Uh, I thought there was like one where he throws salt in their face. Isn't that one of them? Forget the name of it though. I can't remember anything else, but I do remember the main one I do remember is when he takes the salt in his hand, just punches him in the face. Okay, so So this is a running theme throughout the show. And so he constantly does special attacks that's introduced in like a a, like hilarious uh, voiceover way. You mentioned salt. You mentioned salt punch. That's correct. But there was actually one that was introduced before it called salt splash. This is where he violently throws table salt everywhere. Uh, <laughs> That's why I was thinking. He didn't of that quite one. get salt punch correct. The name is actually banishing salt punch. Is where he punch, uh, punches the enemy with his fist covered in table salt. Uh, and they like animate it in a way where it's almost like Dragon Ball Z, where it's like you know they yeah. say their special word before they do it. Yeah, and it exactly. just does, it does absolutely nothing. It's hilarious. It's just so funny. 
Uh, there's Sorcery Crush, and that's where he relieves physical fatigue and stress from the shoulders of people. He basically gives people shoulder massages. Oh, yeah. Which is <laughs> that's weird. Hilarious. It's so strange. <laughs> this is great. I just love it. It's a very funny, it's a very funny uh, anime. There is graphic, <laughs> graphic Exorcism, where he uses uh, CG software to edit photos and make them look natural. There's Cheeseburger Tornado, which is where he uses his whole body like a spring and smashes his fist into an opponent's face uh, with a spinning motion. There's Aroma Runaway Express, which is when he sends his clients uh, on a beauty trip that relaxes the body and soul. There's Anti-Esper Dropkick, which is when he drops uh, dropkicks an Esper as hard as he can. And there's Hypnosis Punch, which is when he suddenly punches an opponent. So... Those are all of Reagan's special attacks, at least from season one. So I got, He's got a lot of moves. He does a lot of moves. He does. Uh, there is a there are a couple of YouTube videos uh, that actually combine all of them, so you can actually see and hear like the different sequences when they happen. They're very very funny. All right, so I, I jumped at the number four. So let me let me let me move back. Okay, so then you mentioned in the very beginning of the show when Reagan is dealing with his first set of clients. Okay, and the woman of the, the the boyfriend girlfriend team is very she believes whereas the boyfriend is very skeptical so the woman's name was hanuko so what did she believe the abandoned building was being haunted by and how was this haunting affecting her she thought it was being haunted by some type of i, I might be remembering this wrong you probably some type are. of I think, yeah, probably. You know, if I were to put a bet on it, <laughs> never bet on me. Uh, something along the lines of like some type of demon that like makes you uglier or something. Or am yeah. I, am I, am I, mem am I remembering that wrong? So something along those lines where like the demon makes you uglier or wince or something like that. I can't remember. Okay, so she's being. She thinks the building is being haunted by an angry spirit of a man who saw a cockroach. Uh, and he got so scared that his head went through the ceiling. Okay. And he is, he has been headbutting her in her dreams. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, and then, and then Reagan's <laughs> like, Oh, that's why you're Reagan's like, Oh, that's why your face is like that. Exactly. And, and then the boyfriend's like, nah, she's perfectly beautiful. Face. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, there's nothing wrong with her face. He's like, <laughs> Reagan's like, after the, after the exorcism, your girlfriend's face will probably go back to normal. And he's like, there's nothing wrong with my, my girlfriend's face. Ah, uh, it's so funny. Uh, okay, you mentioned that Mob has a love interest and is very, uh, very, very keen on getting her to notice him. So when he sees his love interest for the first time in the show, what is odd about the girls who are around her? And please be as specific as possible. One has the face of a potato, mm -hmm. a bell pepper, and I think a piece of a carrot or broccoli? One of those two. No, you're so close. <sighs> so close. I know I'm close. Yeah, potato, uh, a green I, pepper, and an eggplant. An eggplant is the thing. Uh, but, I, you know, close yeah. enough. Follow up. Uh, this is for your wife. Is that how you see other women, well, other women when your wife is around? Women? Yeah, I've been with my wife for 17 years, Jeffrey. Yes. So uh, every woman to me is an asexual being. Uh, they have nothing to me that as of any offer when I was in high school or when I was in college, you know, when I wasn't married yet or engaged, asking a girl for a pencil was along the lines of, Hey, maybe this will lead to us having a romantic encounter. It's now, if really I awkward. ask her, I just wanted you yeah. to say like all the other women look like pounds of meat or something like it's like. Yeah, you know, it's like this. now if I want a pencil, I just want that freaking pencil. So just give me the damn pencil. Just shut up. Give me the pencil, dummy. That's how I feel about it. So, <laughs> well, that joke. Yeah, man, ugh, that's yeah. I don't know. I don't think that one worked out. Uh, okay, and then final question. You mentioned Dimple. All right, Dimple is a you're right is a recurring character throughout the show. I have a multiple choice question for you, and there is a correct answer. So, what does Dimple in in his spirit form? What does Dimple look like most? A. Slimer from Ghostbusters. B. Mint chocolate chip ice cream. Or C, the sperm of the Jolly Green Giant. Ooh, that's a that's a tough one. Because um, at first he looks like the, the big smoke monster from Lost. That's when when he's like in his right, but he eventually shifts into like like this green floaty thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's a tough one. Um, I'd like to hope the sperm of the Jolly Green Giant. 
it's got kind of a greenish teal hue to them. So um, I'll say sperm. I, I always, you know, I've always learned that the always go with sperm. Sperm is always the best choice. That's only true unless there's not an option that has ice cream, specifically mint chocolate chip ice cream, which is fantastic. So the correct answer was B, Justin. Mint chocolate what? chip ice cream. Mint chocolate chip ice cream is disgusting. Are you, do we I don't to, want to brush my do, teeth and have Do we have together, to cancel the podcast? Okay? Are you crazy? It's, it's, it's disgusting. I'm sorry. It's I drink ice cream and I feel refreshed at the same time. Like, uh, that's just wonderful. I, I think it's wonderful. If they could just, like, get some fluoride in at the same time so I'm brushing my teeth and eating ice cream, that would be fantastic. As long as it tasted good, right? No. Thank you. You're insane. Mint chocolate chip ice cream is amazing. Amazing. Okay, so let me do some quick addition. I think you only got get some stuff. Get your calculator stuff. out. Get the calculator out. I think you got like a, I think you got like a two-thirds because uh, you got the potato and the pepper, but you didn't get the eggplant and your follow-up uh, bombed. Uh, so I'm going to give you two-thirds. There you go. Two-thirds. Overall for everything? All right. Five. Well, you didn't get any other ones yeah. right. You got them all wrong. It's a new, it's a new, <laughs> a new generation, a new style. Might as well start off hot. You, know you got I mean? nowhere close to top. right. On, well, actually, you did get salt punch, so I'll give you 0.25 for that. Let's make it. Let's just round it up to an even one. I'll give you one. Yes! Because you did get the salt Woo! punch. That's correct. Okay. All right. My turn. So Justin assigned me haiku. Uh, now that's not haiku, like the, 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 the five, seven, five syllable poem, which I know all of our listeners know about haikus, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's actually haiku with like kind of an elongated, uh, elongated U. Haiku! Not that long. Now the thing with, there's some interesting things about this name because I was trying to figure out how to pronounce it. And so I listened to a couple different places and like, basically it's like two U's at the end, or uh, I guess when it's Japanese written and using English, English iconography, it's like a U with a hyphen over top of it, which is suggesting elongation. I've seen it in certain places with two U's and I've seen it with, in certain places with just one U. So whether you're on Crunchyroll or Hulu, it might actually be listed differently. They also have exclamation points at the end. And so I'm immediately out when I see exclamation points. Uh, that's just a, that's just like an English professor thing for me. I just can't stand exclamation points. Uh, but the, the actual word itself is the Japanese word for volleyball. And that's unsurprising because the show, uh, is about volleyball. And so I give Justin a show that's about some crazy, uh, mob psycho stuff where like there's espers and spirits and they're doing all sorts of wonderful psychic things. Justin gives me an after school special about a volleyball high, high school volleyball team. So that's the difference. We both love sports, right? So mm, come on. I don't like watching sports. I don't love sports all that much anymore. I'm getting too old. Uh, all right. So anyway, haiku, it's, uh, it's an anime about volleyball. All right. Specifically, it's about a high school volleyball team, even though the first episode starts before high school. Uh, its two main characters are initially competitors and then like from different different junior junior high schools. And then when they join the same high school team, they have to suddenly learn how to work together, uh, even though they don't really want to at first. Uh, so the main character is named Shoyo Hinata. He is uh, he is the main character like I, i'm using air quotes uh though he's not like the only character that gets intense focus but he is a short orange-haired person who a little while ago saw a national championship for volleyball on tv for like three seconds while he was riding his bike down the street and that apparently was enough to trigger a love of volleyball he didn't even sit and watch the whole thing he literally watched it for three seconds and that spurned his interest so suddenly but the guy was short like him Yes, I know. He's a little giant. I got it. Now, his main rival is Tobio Kageyama, who is a tall and self-centered kid whose middle school beats Hanata's team, and the only Matt Hanata is able to play before he actually goes to high school. So Hanata was trying to get a volleyball club together, but no one was ever interested in volleyball. There was a girls' volleyball team, but he was too prideful at first to actually play with them, even though he was offered. And so he goes around, and he's trying to get all these other people set for him so that he can spike because he really wants the spike stuff, right? He wants to drive the spike home because it's cool. He's also very short, but he can jump. Uh, he's got great reflexes. He can he can react really quickly, and he wants to just, you know, he wants to spike stuff up. But, uh, but eventually, 
in the the kind of the latter latter moments of his of his junior high career, he's able to get enough people together to compete in this big tournament. And that's what episode one is about. It's about this first tournament. And in episode one, like they're all excited, but they're getting their butts kicked by Kageyama's school. And they're very good. They're all very tall. They're all very good at what they do. And they're just crushing, they're crushing him. The only points really that uh, Hanata's team is able to get are the ones where Kageyama's team is committing errors until the very end when they're able to kind of get this this good point. And then like he nearly gets a spike in that was really, really impressive. And it drew the eyes of a lot of people, but it just went wide. So, But it was still like amazing athleticism by Hanata. And so it draws the interest of certain certain people. It's it, uh, uh, like high school teams that are there recruiting or some nonsense, right? So episode two begins with them being at the, the same high school. Uh, and the high school is Kerasuno. Uh, and their nickname, I believe, is the Crows. Uh, let me do that again. So episode two uh, begins with them starting at high school on the same high school team. And it's called Karasuno. And I believe their nickname or like their, I'm not sure if it's their nickname or if it's their, uh, their mascot is like the crows. Now, when they both arrive, they're, they're kind of surprised to see each other because Karasuno isn't necessarily the, the, the best volleyball team in the district. There are other volleyball teams that are a little bit better, even though it has a very good history. It hasn't been very good of late. It's, it's more of kind of a middle of the road thing. So Hanato was kind of surprised that Kageyama is there because Kageyama is tall and incredibly talented and likely would have gone to a better school. Uh, you learn about later why he wasn't, why he's there. Uh, and then Hanata, because he just got to what he can get into uh, and he's really, really excited and he's running through the walls, you know, the halls, et cetera, et cetera. And so the two of them see each other and they don't react particularly well to seeing one another. And there's like this intense rivalry between them that it really never makes sense to be honest why um like it's it's all very illogical <laughs> to be honest but the point is is that when they meet the rest of the team uh they they are and they have to they have to like work together right so they have to figure out a way to work together or else they might not even be allowed on the team so like there's other so there's other characters in the show um there's a daichi who is the captain and also for some reason reminded me of john cusack uh, there's Sugawara, who is the requisite young person with gray hair in an anime. I don't know why people really want gray hair, but hey, they do. Uh, and he also is actually a very decent person because he's the only he's the only one of all of the team who seems to earnestly be trying to help people. Like there are other characters, like even the captain seems to be kind of elusive and it's like, are you ever going to actually practice and work with people? And I don't know if his leadership strategies are actually making any sort of sense. And then there's Tanaka, who is like this weirdo comic relief guy whose face gets all strange from time to time and he makes jokes, but he's also a second year. So he's like a sophomore and he's trying to help out. Uh, he's, he tries to help them out a little bit because the captain sets it up so that, that both, both Kageyama and Hanata have to play on the same team with Tanaka in a three V three match with the other two new first year players. And only if they win, are they able to play the positions that they want to play? So, cause Kageyama really wants to be a setter because he feels like the setter is the most important and the most noble position on on the the team, whereas Hanata wants to be a guy who spikes. So a lot of episodes two and three are them finding ways to practice, even though they don't have access to the to the gym and trying to figure out how to work together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so the other two first year players are Suka. Uh, let me see if I can do this right. Sukashima and Yamaguchi, who are. Um, both very tall, but Tsukushima is even taller than Kageyama, which is like, whoa. And for some reason, he is there to rile up Kageyama. And I still don't really, again, understand why they're all on the team. It's very strange. Uh, and he kind of gets in Kageyama's face. And this is revealing some of the, the really bad parts about Kageyama, who is very much a lone wolf character. And he wants to do everything by himself. He literally has a sequence where he tells them he's going to do it all by himself. And I just want to be like, dude, you're playing volleyball. It's a team-based sport. Why are you playing a team-based sport if you wanted to play by yourself? There's so many other solo sports you could have played. So, like, honestly, it's just strange credulity at, at a certain point. But whatever. Uh, so there's also, let's see, who else there is? There's also a vice principal who's there from time to time. Uh, I don't really remember his name, but he has a bad toupee. And at one point in, like, the second episode, they accidentally hit him with a volleyball. And his toupee flies off. It's very funny. Uh, and so that's really, it. I think I've watched the first three or four episodes. Um, so 
think episode four is when they actually have the match between the two the two first year sides and everything like that. But the the series continues, and as the series goes on, it's really about them coming together as a team and you start to get introduced to different teams, different high schools. And so you get to learn about their crew. And so it's all about kind of this slow methodical process of, of them coming together as a team and kind of competing for nationals. Right. So on the surface, like I get what Justin's saying, you know, I like sports. Sure. And honestly behind it all, like there's a decent message and stuff, which is like, be a good teammate, etc. But ultimately I just really didn't like this show um, for a few reasons. Now, which I'll I'll kind of get into in, in, in kind of a different and uh, kind of rambling way. So the anime series, to give you some some basic background, is um, is based off a Japanese shonen manga. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, that is written illustrated by Haruichi Furudate. Uh, now the apparently the term shonen is a term that's used to inscribe to describe like the the specific demographic that this anime and manga is is directed to and that is teenage boys and that makes sense i can see that it's it's the main characters are all teenage boys all right that's the age range of of 95 of characters uh, on the show and they're dealing with a lot of you know high school issues etc cetera, etc cetera. the problem i have with the show is that i feel like it's it's pace is pretty bad i feel like it's incredibly redundant i feel like the characters' motivations for playing volleyball are never really determined or shown early enough to justify the horrible behavior that they display, uh, especially Kageyama. I feel like, as characters, they're they're more caricatures. Like they're more very one note jokes as opposed to characters that actually have depth. All we really do is focus on the volleyball. We really don't know much about their lives outside of that. It takes a really, really long time to get into that and too long because like as I'm watching the show, I'm just like, these are just horrible people. Like, why are they on this show? And I'm also wondering, where's the coach? Like, there's just so many things that just don't make sense. Now, to be fair, like this is about, uh, you know, a culture that, you know, it's about Japanese culture. It's not about American culture. So maybe American sports, high school sports is different than Japanese sports. So I do want to allow for that. But at the same time, I still found the characters incredibly annoying. Like, I just didn't like any of them, with the exception of Sugawara, who was like the gray haired guy who actually seemed like he cared. And was like, hey, we, we kind of need to play sports now. Let's all, you know, this person needs to learn how he's on the team. He needs to learn how to receive like this person is on the team. They need to learn how to do this. The captain doesn't think that all the other players don't think that it's just it's the most asinine thing ever. Like, it just doesn't really hold. Now, it's an incredibly popular series really really popular people love it i don't but other do, others do and so just because i don't like it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad because i don't i don't want to make that conclusion but i did not enjoy it at all in fact i very much disliked it because i felt that each episode was short it was 22 to 24 minutes and they in every single episode spent at least two or three or four minutes worth of their runtime dealing with characters thinking about something that happened in the past in the, in the previous episode. And so they were doing two to three minute summaries of what happened as if like, this is the justification. We're constantly got this omniscient point of view where we're getting into the heads of each character in really obvious ways. And where they're just summarizing stuff that happened in the previous episode. These are short episodes with not very complex storylines. And yet we still need that. And so it felt incredibly redundant. I thought the themes weren't like, I, I mean, like they're there, but it's very surface oriented. I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of depth to it. It was just like, this guy's really mean because he's mean. This guy is really, you know, really excited because he's really excited. And like, this guy is really aloof because he's aloof. Like there's, there's no real reason. There's no real demonstration or justification for why the characters feel the way they feel. Now there, are, there are more seasons, like there are more series. And so maybe over the course of time, we get to learn, learn about these characters more, but so much of the first several episodes to me was just was just a bunch of a bunch of people acting and behaving in strange and often uh, contradictory ways that just didn't really make sense and didn't really seem justified. And if this is going to be the first impression of the show, that's going to determine whether I continue watching. Like it just had a really bad first impression on me. And so I stopped watching Now, maybe I'm missing out. Maybe the show gets amazing. But honestly, it's just yeah, it just didn't it didn't really stick with me. Now, because we're trying to look at these, you know, the, these these things a little bit more deeper, I found a couple little little interesting tidbits for you, Justin. I mentioned that it's really really popular, right? So not only there's is our manga series, but there's also 
and this is amazing to me, a stage play based off the series that's called Hyper Project Ngeke Haiku. And apparently they do. Sta- hell yeah. I don't know what the hell. I, I really am very curious to see what a stage play like this would actually look like. So I don't know. I might look it out. There's a tons of games as well. There's like a Nintendo 3DS game. Um, also, Shoyo Hinata, the, the main character, the orange haired kid, he appears apparently in a fighting game or a series of fighting games for PlayStation. Uh, now, here's some other cool things about the, the guy who voices Shoyo Hinata because uh, he's got some pretty awesome roles. And several years ago, he was like the best. He got like the best rookie voice actor award, which is apparently a pretty, uh, pretty nice award. But I want to draw attention, Justin, to a few things. He did the Japanese dubs for a young Matt Murdock from Daredevil. He was the young nice. Matt Murdock. He was the, the young Matt Murdock in the Netflix show. Uh, he also does the dubs for uh, Wally West, uh, Wally West slash Kid Flash on The Flash, which I know you like. And he did the dubs for a young Arthur in Aquaman. So the kid version of, of Aquaman uh, in the movie. Uh, he was also that kid's dubbed Japanese version. Uh, and this is kind of a stretch, but it, I, I fell down a rabbit hole. Um, so as I was like looking up, <laughs> as one would, as I was looking at show, yeah, as I was looking up some like random trivia and stuff. But apparently, he was in a movie where he played. He did the dubs for a character named Ivan Drago. Yes. What? Yes. What? Sadly, however, the movie <gasps> the movie was called The Games Maker, and it wasn't uh, Rocky Four or Creed Two. Uh, what? Uh, so apparently there's some like like co- like coordinated Canadians as Argentine uh, games maker movie. I don't really know a whole lot about it. Um, didn't look all that fascinating to me. But yeah, he played the main character's name is Ivan Drago. And yeah, there you go. So anyway, um, I don't know. Like, I can't really recommend it just because I didn't like it. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who love it. Right. So it could just be me. It could just be my tastes. Um, but I... Yeah, I was just disappointed by it. I thought it was going to be better. I mean, I want to give it credit for a few things. I want to give it credit for trying to explore a meaningful subject, right? Trying to explore something that has is applicable to the audience's real lives, as opposed to some of these other animes, which are so far beyond like fantasy and science fiction, that finding the themes and how do they apply is a little bit more difficult. Uh, the depiction of characters is pretty solid. There is this one kind of cringeworthy moment when the female character walks by where they just randomly zoom in on her on her breasts and her and her ass for like no particular reason. Like, I guess you can make the case that that's like the male gaze of a teenage boy. So I guess that makes sense. But overall, I mean, like uh, compared to some of the other, you know, the other anime I've seen before, like I felt like they handled it pretty, pretty well. Um, so I don't know. I don't I don't know if this. I just felt like this is it's a weird catch 22 because on the one hand, the show is really trying to be trying to demonstrate a mature storyline. But I also felt it wasn't actually demonstrating. I thought it was failing in doing so. I give it credit for trying, but I just don't think it was pulling off what was trying to pull off. But so it didn't resonate with me. But again, I don't think I am the target audience for it. So I think that has to be has to be pulled into the equation. But those are my thoughts. What do you think of it, Justin? I don't think it was too terrible. The best way I can describe it is it's kind of like a poor man's My Hero Academia. So, like, in My Hero Academia, you got this inspirational uh, underdog who works as hard as he can to become the best he can be, and this other guy who's naturally talented who is somewhat, like, uh, overbearing and overzealous in the actions that he does. I think the, the difference is... is like you said, the way they depict these two ideals are not as well flushed out as it is in like some other shows. Um, I, I like the inspirational stuff of like hardworking, dedicated type of things, but I do see where you're coming from where it comes to like unneeded motivations of the way they act. Like, uh, Higayama is kind of a dick just to be a dick sometimes and like and an illogical for, dick like completely yeah. illogical like it's just it's just it's stupid it's it's literally he's literally stupid like I I want to do everything by myself so I'm playing a team sport okay that like literally requires alteration like the, the coach says it at one point like dude you're playing a sport where you can't touch the ball twice in a row 
Like somebody else on your team has to, you literally can't do this by yourself. Like you're insane. You're stupid. Like it's just, it's just so dumb and illogical. It doesn't really make sense. Apparently. But like, I get where, like, where they're kind of coming from. Like they're, they're trying to create this message of, you know, teamwork and working together. Right. I get that. But like, it's a weird, it's like a really weird way they're going about saying it. And it's not as, as, as well, like put forward as some other shows that I've watched in the right. past. No, but, like it, it wasn't, it wasn't, terrible i I, i'm not gonna keep watching it but i wasn't like like you sent me a text of uh i hate hate you you. yeah that was the text (laughs) so i didn't i would say that my response wasn't as equal to that that's fair but uh you know because i I, you know as a coach and uh, you know because you wouldn't understand jeffrey i'm a coach i know i wouldn't understand yeah you wouldn't understand until you have a son okay until you have a child You'll never understand. Uh, so, okay. uh, so it's the thing where it's like, uh, like I kind of get some of the stuff, but like you said, it's a, it, it's kind of like a weird, it's a weird like, it ultra caricature of it, like you said. Yeah. Um, and they, like the biggest thing is, I didn't even get so far for them to even ever flush out why. Hikageyama is such a dick. Like yeah. I, I didn't even get anywhere close to how far. It's hinted. Why does this guy act this way? It's hinted in, in in other places when I was reading through the wikis that he's got like an older sister who plays volleyball or something like that. But it's they only reference it being hinted. Again, I'm not. I like the series has been going on for several seasons, so I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. That, that's that's kind of my thoughts about. It. All right. So, yeah. so I definitely would. I I would. I would definitely con- continue watching Mob Psycho, but I would not continue watching this. Let me just put it that way. Agreed. I'll, I'll put that because this didn't hook me enough. Not, not at all. Like, yeah. If I want this type of like feeling, I'd much rather watch uh, My Hero Academia because, sure. you know, at least that's got some cool fight scenes at least. So. All right. Why don't you give me your quiz questions so we can get out of here? I'm so ready. So. Okay. First question. And you have, I believe you answered this. Oh, sweet. Uh, Shoyo analyzes a player from the next school over. What is his nickname? Tiny Giant. You are absolutely correct. Yeah, so get yourself there, yeah, one. Yeah. Next one. How did Shoyo return his first serve from Kagayama? What was? How did? How did he return the first serve from Kagayama? Is that the one where he kicked? Because he, like, when you say his first serve, like from in the actual, it was like in middle school, like the first time he received a serve from Kagayama. How did he return it? I thought he like can't remember the order um but i think there was one where he just missed because he was confused there's another one where he kicked which doesn't make any sense uh because that's that's not legal uh so one of those two but i'm not yeah if it's if it's something other than that then i'm probably thinking of something else he returned it with his face oh okay. the, only one, the reason i brought that up Got is it. they brought it up twice in the show Got so it. next question what do you call what do they call? So, like, what's the nickname that's been given to an unaffectionate nickname that's been given to Karasano High? So, what what was the uh, insulting nickname that was being that's been given to the high school? Um, hmm. you had the mascot right. Yes, the it crows. was the crows. So, what is the unaffectionate the name? Baby that, crows. Was it like the baby crows? Is that right? Is this your final answer? Sir? I'm gonna go with that because I don't. I can't really think of anything. Trying to think if it would be anything else, because um, like the crows is a big thing. I'll give you half yeah, credit I'll for the crows, crows, but it is the wingless crows. Wingless crows. Okay. The oh, wingless I, crows. I never heard that. Because they got their ass beat in like the like tournament or whatever, the big tournament the year before. So people think that they're oh, garbage. I don't remember that so, at all. Okay. So I'll give you half credit for the crows because mm-hmm. you're able to get their their mascot. Okay. So. What were the conditions for the competition between the captain and Shoyo and Kageyama? So, like, in the third episode, or the second to third episode, it kind of, like, leaks in the third episode. Mm-hmm. Like, they're arguing. They, they don't get along. And they, he kind of expels them from the gym, right? right? And so they can learn to work together. Right. They set up a competition between one another, and there's a, there's a condition that if they lose, what happens? So, so if they lose, then, he, then Kageyama can't play setter. Uh, which is his preferred, um, which is preferred role. So that was like the big thing. He's not allowed to play set- a setter, uh, and since that's like the thing he's dreamed of all his life, and he considers it the most important role, blah 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 blah. He will learn some other position like receiver or or 
Spiker or something like that. So that was the big thing that kind of caught him. Is there something else you're looking for? That's it. That is correct. Cool. So you got that one right. So last question. Are you now inspired to be the greatest volleyball player of all time? No. I am now inspired to to be the greatest solo volleyball player of all time. Right. So I'm gonna go I was thinking they were like, I'm now inspired to take down all volleyball teams across the nation. <laughs> no, no. No, volleyball is a cool sport. I never really get into it. Uh I was tall enough. I probably should have played because I was I was decently tall as a high schooler, but I just never got into it, probably because I was playing other sports. But uh but no, this does not inspire me. Uh it actually if this is the the environment that breeds high school volleyball teams. I absolutely don't want to play high school volleyball because there are some really um, bad people. <laughs> like there, there are like very mean people, very passive aggressive people. So many mind games that that. And this is just your 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 teammates are doing this. We haven't even got into like the opponents yet. So no, I'm sorry, it has not inspired me to do so. Sorry, Jeff, that answer's wrong. I don't know what to tell you. You, um, you literally asked me if it inspired sorry. me. No, and I'm telling no, you, no, that's that ridiculous. That is answer and wrong answer. That is ridiculous. No, that's um, ridiculous. You so just said. So these up. Um, I'm taking a point for that because it's it's unfair <laughs> if you're asking you me my tiny personal giant. Uh, I gave you half credit for Wingless Crows. Setters gets, that's one, two and a half, and I'll give you the last one. So that's three and a half correct Anciones. Okay. New, new format. Same result. New I, I I thought I did a lot better this time, but I guess not. So. Nope. Nope. All right, Justin, it's time to roll our very slow wheel. That is not actually a reel. It's really just a, a refresh button. On, tick, 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 it, tick, 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 tick. Really tick, just a refresh button on a Google Sheet. Uh, so, so there are three choices for next week's episode. Our drum roll, please, as I stall while that working thing. Okay, sequels. From the 1980s, okay. Number two is definitely not going to work because it's John Candy Ooh, from the 2010s. From 1980s, that sounds pretty good. Okay, and then there's Harrison Ford from the 1970s. I also agree. Sequel from the 1980s sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. So what that means by sequel is that we're we're not picking. It's got to be a movie that's a sequel to another movie, and that sequel has to have been released in the 80s. Okay, so very simple. I I like. That. I think that's a really good one. All right, Justin. So that is it for episode 62. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, uh, if you like the new formats, uh, you want to give us some feedback, you can catch us on thelollygeigers.com. We've got a lot of our various contact info up there. We've been doing, well, I've been doing a bunch of work to the site. Uh, so if it's really bad, blame me. Uh, so take a look. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at lollygeigerco. You can catch Justin at buysjustin. Uh, you can also catch Justin uh, on uh, Twitch from time to time, hopefully, twitch.tv slash Jehuva as he does some Magic Gathering, some TFT, uh, whose recent patch is really pissing me off, but uh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, and then finally, Justin, I have a question for you. So we learned about all of the different techniques that Reagan has for dealing uh, with unwanted spirits and, and you know all sorts of all sorts of bad folks. Could, so could you please come up with your personal Justin buys special moves for defeating you know bad things? What's its name? Was it so? Um, it'd be. My move would be called uh, Increasing Nipples. Hey.